You may be seated. It is such an honor and a privilege to be before you tonight, to stand in the congregation of the Almighty and to bring forth the Word of God. I'll tell you what, what I feel already in this place. We just say amen and leave. We could be pretty good shape already. We've heard the word preached. We've heard, we've felt the presence of the Lord. And it just longs upon me and makes me think of some of my younger days and some of the things that we used to think of when we were dreaming of different things. And God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Gonna try to sing a song. There's a light in the window, and the table set in splendor. Someone standing by the open door. I can see a crystal river. Oh, I must be nearing forever. And I've never been this homesick before. See the bright light shine. It's just about home time. I can see my father standing at the door. This world in the wilderness I'm headed for deliverance. Lord, I've never been this homesick before. I can see the family gathered. Sweet faces, they're all familiar. No one's old and feeble anymore. heart is crying think I'll spread my wings for flying Lord I've never been this home sick before see the bright light shine it's just about home time I can see my father standing at the door in this world built of wilderness I'm headed for deliverance Lord I've never been this home sick before well see the bright light shine it's just about home time I can see my father standing at the door. In this world filled with wilderness, I'm headed for deliverance. Lord, I've never been this homesick before. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, it's times like this as we feel the presence of the Lord moving. And it almost leaves you speechless to a certain point because the awe, the, the magnificent awesomeness of our God. It just leaves us to a point where I look at times and just, you know, there's times in this old world, it just seems like, what's the use? What's, what's, the, what's the reason for it? How can it be this way? Just, Lord, how can it be that so many things happen to all the people that, Lord, maybe they shouldn't be worthy of it? And then the Bible tells me that it wasn't when the psalmist looked and saw the latter end. When he saw the ending of where they were at. Then he knew and he was strengthened within his own self that he knows that there is a God. Hallelujah. And today we deal with a generation, we deal with a people that they're taught to question. And I don't disagree with it. I believe we should understand, we should question, we should try to comprehend reality. We should try to believe in certain things. And when we do have a, a, a foundation to stand on, we need to stand. Tonight I'd like to read a few scriptures. I'm not going to hold you long because what I have to say is pretty blunt. And some of you folks know me that when I'm blunt, I, I, I am what I am. But in Genesis 1.1, Please remain seated because these are a lot of scriptures, and I appreciate that in honor of the Word of God. Thank you so much. That's, I don't want to dishonor the Word of God because this is truly. But at this time, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, I will say this, you can believe it or not, but I'm here to tell you it is so. You may question, you may not want to believe what thus saith the word of the Lord, you may want to uh, challenge it, you may want to believe that people came from apes or monkeys or however that lineage thing goes down through there, I don't know how to want to say with that, but... But the Word of God says, in the beginning, God. In Revelations, Genesis the first book, Revelation the last book. Revelation 22, beginning with verse 10. And it says, and he said unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end 
the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst, Come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth these words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Tonight I want to capitalize on verse 10. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Church, it's time to quit playing. The Word of God is the Word of God. You can believe it or not. It's your choice. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. But I'm here to tell you, and to tell you directly, it is so. How many times have we ever come up against stuff that we look at and we say, we just don't like that. Don't want to do anything with that. I'm not sure I agree with you. I'm not sure that I can get along with what you have to say. I don't believe in your philosophy. I don't think you're correct. But when the Word of God specifically says what it has, I have read to you, I want you to know that there is truth in the Word of God. And there is warning in the Word of God. There is comfort in the Word of God. There is peace in the Word of God. And these things are so. Whether you want to accept it, whether you want to believe it, whether you, however it is, I want to tell you something tonight. It is so. God loves every one of us. He has done so much for all of us. And if we feel the presence of the Holy Ghost, it's it's only by the, the marvelous grace that he has shed upon us. In Hebrews, the second chapter, the ninth verse, I find a scripture that says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Jesus Christ came and died for you. How you accept it, what you do with this at this point, is a choice that you must live with throughout eternity. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to put you on the floor. You know, one of the things I really hated when I used to do, of course, I shouldn't say it that way. I really kind of enjoyed the, the test. 
go to a used car dealership. And man, right away, this guy comes up with this price. I want a $10,000 for this vehicle. Oh, really? That's nice. That's really nice. But you know what? That's, 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 that's what you're trying to sell it to somebody, but what are you going to sell it to me for? And I've done this. I enjoy this because I know, not because I'm all knowledge or anything of that nature, but I already know they've padded that cost. I know that they've set that price up so that way that they can dicker a little bit. I remember one time we went to go buy a vehicle, and the guy, he come out there, and he says, first thing off the bat was like 10000 some odd dollars. And I looked at him, and I says, well, I kind of had in mind. I said, I've already done my homework on this vehicle, and I, I know about how much it is. And I said, oh, maybe about 4000 That's tax title and everything out. And he looked at me, and he said, oh, that, that's, that, that, that can't be done. That just, that just can't be done. And I looked at him, and I said, well, do you want to sell a car, or do you want to sell... How do you want to do this? And he dickered around, and he, he says, well, let's meet halfway. And I looked at him, and I says, no. What, he says, well, can, we go to at least, can you go to at least 7000 And I looked at him, and I says, that's not quite where I want to be. I says, I figured about 4000 He says, well, I, we just can't do that. He says, we got more money invested in this vehicle than that. And I looked at him, and I says, do you want to sell this vehicle or not? I says, I got cash right here looking at me. And he played around with some papers on his desk, and he looked at me and says, well, would you come down to maybe 6000 And I looked at him, and I says, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to figure that you probably have a dollar or two more in it than maybe what I'm giving you credit for, and I'll go to 45 And he looked at me and says, all right. I know he back in his mind. He's thinking, okay, he's moving. That's a good thing. And I looked at him, and I says, oh, maybe 45 and he says, okay, well, he says, maybe we'll come down to, and he was, he was really kind of really doing his kind of number and playing with the papers on the desk and what have you. And, and finally he came down and he says, can we do it five? And I looked at him and I says, no, you know, so I've been double thinking this thing. I says, since you don't want to do business, I says, I told you $4,000. I says, I think I'm going back to 4000 since you're not coming to where I want to be. And I've already made this story way too long, but I just want to tell you, we come out of there just a little over $4,000 tax title and everything. Now, what's that trying to tell you? That there is a thing that we can get if we try hard enough. But when it comes time to taking the word of God for what it is, there's no dicker. It is what it is. When, when we look at what God has done for us and the price that he's paid for our souls, we, we cannot justify anything that we think. That, oh, look how nice I am. Man, I've got my tie on tonight. It's, I hope it's straight. Got my new white shirt on, which I got dirt on the sleeve already, which I have no idea how I got that. And, and I, 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 I got my hair combed. Is it okay, Marianne? And... and, and I did my fingernails, I washed my feet, and man, I, I'm just, I'm just, ain't I just something? And I mean, I don't care how just something you are, I don't care how rich you are, I don't care how pretty you are, what kind of hair you have, how much money you got in the bank, you know, it, it, it isn't going to make a bit of difference whenever the Lord starts to weigh things up. Oh, you don't want to hear this. 
You don't want to know about how God expects us to be holy. The Bible tells us that I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And I don't want to hear about that. Because, see, you don't seem to understand. I, I don't. I just don't want to do it at this point. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe some more convenient time. Maybe, maybe you don't understand. I've had a bad day today. This past week has just been awful. And I really don't want to get up. Man, every time we had to stand up for whatever the, the, the song leader was doing, it was like, oh, here we go again. I don't want to do that. You know, the, the, our body has a lot of I don't want us. And when we stop to see these kind of things, we've got to start to understand that obedience is greater than sacrifice. And when we start obe- obey, obe- obeying what God has told us to do, I want to tell you something. It, it, it makes a difference. And even though we think we've got something to offer, our greatest, most best righteousness is like filthy rags. We read in Revelation where it tells us that he said not to seal the sayings of this prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. And as we went to the used car dealership, they put the high-pressure sale on you, and they want you to make a decision right now. Well, I want to tell you something. None of us like that type of pressure. None of, it's difficult to make a decision. <laughs> I can't help but think that every time after service at church or whatever, my wife and I will sit in the car, we'll look at it and say, okay, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to go get, eat somewhere. Where do you want to go at, honey? Oh, I don't know. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't care. Where do you want to go? Well, it don't make a difference to me. Well, it don't make a difference to me. And we'll sit there and we'll debate this probably for five minutes. And then somebody will have to make a decision. And we'll make a decision and halfway there they'll say, well, I really wasn't sure. If it makes a difference, say so. I don't care. And she's the same way. Some of our greatest disagreements is probably because we don't know where we're going to go eat at. Now, ain't that something? Making decisions. You know, they can only be based... Decisions are only made on the facts that you have at hand. The best decisions. Because you can only decide something when you know what you think you know. And when the word of God comes forward and you hear it proclaimed and you feel the spirit of God confirming that within your own heart and mind and soul and you feel that presence of the Holy Ghost drawing on your heart and you look at it and it's time to make a decision. I'm not so sure I want to get up. If I get up there, you know what somebody's going to think that I really was bad. You may be a, a saint that's been in the church for 70 years. But if God's dealing with your heart, it's time to move. It's time to make something happen. And, and oh, I know the Lord, if he's, he'll stick out his hand. But you've got to take a, you've got to make a motion. You've got to, faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. Works is something making it happen. Is a motion, is a movement, is a, is a, is a process. Jesus 
did everything for us. In Romans, the fifth chapter, eighth verse, it says, But God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. No matter what you may think, even when I'm the worst of what I was and am, Jesus Christ still died for me. He shed his blood. He did that with love and compassion. And an understanding that it, it was only by his grace that we make it. It goes on to say, much more than now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And the Bible tells us another place, it's, it's through the precious blood of Christ. It's not something that was taken lightly. And, and, and we look at it at times and say, I'm just not so sure I still agree. Or I'm just not sure I want to do it tonight. I mean, there's always tomorrow. There's always next Sunday. There's always Wednesday. I wish everybody could have that guarantee. Not to be scary, not to be gloomy, not to put an overcast on anything here. But none of us have a promise of what tomorrow brings. I've been to funerals that... Our young children, I've been to funerals that are older, middle-aged. Age has nothing to do with when God calls you home. And ready or not, it's going to happen. I mean, I've had two heart attacks. And I've, the first one I had, I'm telling you right now, it's... This is a, a, an awakening to your life and to your style that you, this is a thing that you've got to understand and realize that the things that we think are important to hold us up and, and do what aren't really with those things that mean anything. And as we look forward to going to heaven, there's a longing that starts to develop in our hearts and our mind and our soul that says, Lord, I really am beginning to be homesick. I, I, there's, there's not going to be any more pain. Arthritis is going to be gone. The eyes are going to be better. The, 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 I would hope I have a slenderer body. <laughs> but if I do, it ain't going to make any difference because it's going to be okay anyway. Because the Bible says it's going to be glorified. But... We look at it and we say, we try, we try to make excuses and, and alibis of why, why I can't do it tonight. There are those tonight that I know that God's been dealing with your hearts. I know that there's a tugging being done probably right at the moment. And I know there's a spirit of the Lord is moving. And, and you're looking at it and you're saying, but if I go up there, they're going to really think I'm I got news for you. Those things that we think that are important to people around about us and stuff like that, they don't matter. It's our relationship between him and him, uh, us and God. When it's all said and done with, I love my wife dearly. She is my life. She has saved my life. She's done so many things and she does so many things and will do more things, I'm sure of it. And I try to reciprocate, which I know I'll never catch up. But I want to tell you something right now. I love my God. And in our lives, God has to be number one. And no matter how I don't want to, there are times in my life I've got to push through it. I've got to make it happen anyway. 
And tonight, as we, we, we weigh the things that's going on in our hearts and our mind and our soul, we need to look at it and understand that even though I don't want to, even though I'm not sure I agree with it, even though it might not be, God's Word is right anyway. You may not agree with it, but He's still God. Got a little story to tell you. In fact, I picked this off the internet, and I read this thing, and I looked at it, and I, I just had to chuckle. Because we are so much like this. It goes, a captain notices a light in the distance on a collision course with his ship. He turns on his signal lamp and sends, change your course 10 degrees west. And the light signals back at him, change yours 10 degrees east. The captain of this ship gets a little annoyed. And he signals back, he says, I am a U.S. Navy captain. You must change your course, sir. And the light signals back, well, I am a seaman first class. And you must change your course, sir. Now the captain, realizing he's really talking to somebody, and being a captain of a United States Navy aircraft carrier, I've got to tell you something, you've got some stuff with you. And he's looking at it, and now he's starting to get fuming mad. And it says, now the captain is mad. And he signals, I am an aircraft carrier. I'm not changing my course. There's a slight hesitation. And the light signals back at fi- on the final message. Well, I'm a lighthouse. Your call. Yeah. So many times, things are so absolute obvious and we get on a course of destruction and we do not want to change. So the title of my message tonight was So Now What? So what's this captain going to do? Same thing I hope you do. You realize your folly. You realize that God is God. And tonight that little thing that's messing with you is the Lord. I want you to stop not believing and start putting your belief and faith in action. None of us like to make decisions. None of us like to do anything that changes. Change is something that, ooh, I'm not sure. Taste the new food. Ah, I'm not sure. Do you like peas? Some people, I've had people tell me, oh, we can't stand peas. Just, oh, I love peas. I love regular peas. I love sweet peas. I love them, take them right out of the pods and eat them before they get, I, I, I enjoy peas. And I look at people and they tell me they don't like peas. And I says, I can't believe this. How can you not like peas? Well, we just don't like peas. Then I look at them and say, have you ever tried peas? Well, no, we just don't like it. They're, they're, How can you say you don't like something if you've never tried it? And tonight I want to ask you something. If God is dealing with your heart, test the Spirit. Try the Spirit. See that He is good. And understand that when God says, I love you, it's not just a corny little saying that somebody some child, Jesus loves me. It's not just that. This is for real. 
And the opportunity tonight is real. It's honest. It's from God. And that little twinkling thing, that little thing that's bothering you in your back, that little willy worms, as I used to call them before I got the Holy Ghost, that's God. And imagine this. The God of all creation. The God that made everything. In the beginning, God. That God is the same God that tonight is taking notice of you. If that doesn't move you, please open your eyes. And not just hear what I am saying. I want you to listen. I want you to go beyond the hearing. I want you to hear what thus saith the word of God. The Spirit says, come. Do you, did you remember what it's, it said in Revelation? It says that the Spirit, okay, let me find it here. I got it right here. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And, him, and let him that is a thirst Come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Jesus Christ is offering us an opportunity tonight. What a privilege, what an honor, what, what a magnificent opportunity for us to look at it and sometimes say, you don't seem to understand, I'm the aircraft carrier. When the lighthouse signals back to you, then I guess we probably ought to look at it and reconsider what we've said. Jesus Christ died on a cross. He shed his blood for our sins. He, he gave his life so that we might have a hope of glory. And tonight, the Spirit is calling. I know we don't like that hard sell. I know we don't like the decisions. I know that there are times that it would be just more convenient. But convenience is a man-made thing. Because my Bible tells me that in your patience possess ye your soul. And he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. There are many scriptures that we look at and we just kind of pass them off. But they mean so much. And when they are applied, we'll save your soul. May the Lord bless. Praise God. Let's all come around the altar for just a little bit tonight. Let the word of God become absorbed.